Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. My name is Hannah. Thank you so much for listening. It is such a joy to be able to open up God's Word with you and combine that with health and nutrition, things that can make us grow as women of God and help craft us into the amazing temples of God and dwelling places of the Holy Spirit that we are. So, Our last podcast started on the subject of mindfulness, looking at what mindfulness is and whether or not mindfulness and Christianity even mix. And today, we're going to continue that conversation. We're actually going to be delving into mindfulness for the next several weeks. Today, though, we're looking at how to mindfully reduce stress with God's Word. Because if you're like most of Americans, you're suffering from chronic stress or have experienced stress of some degree recently. And stress as experienced by most Americans is a recipe for disaster. The question is, though, what are you supposed to do when the stress in your life can't be removed? And is there any hope of living stress-free and anxiety-free? Or at least at bare minimum, is there a way to deal with it? Well. The answer is yes. And we're going to look at two different approaches. Currently, mindfulness-based stress reduction is the solution of choice for dealing with and avoiding the damages of chronic stress. But should something rooted in Zen Buddhism be pursued by Christians who are seeking to manage stress? Today, we're going to compare the mindfulness approach that mindfulness approach to stress reduction with what God's Word says about stress. But before reading, I would really like you to spend some time in prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit help you to discern how God wants you to handle the chronic stress in your life. There's also a PDF with the scriptures and the questions from today's post, and I'll link that in the show notes. If you didn't listen to the last podcast about mindfulness and Christianity, go back and take a listen to that one as well, or take some time to read it. Let me pray before we begin. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would lead and guide the words that I speak, that you would speak clearly to the listeners, whoever hears this podcast, that you would answer their prayers and show them how to resolve any stress, anxiety, or worry that they're dealing with. And Father, as we explore modern mindfulness practices for stress reduction and your word, would you make your truth so evident and so clear? May the words of this podcast, Lord, bring healing and life to the listeners. In your name, amen. So, what is stress anyway? One of Webster's definitions for stress is a physical, chemical, or emotional factor that causes bodily or mental tension and may be a factor in disease causation. Wow. The thing is, though, that may be a factor in disease causation hasn't been much of a may lately because stress is one of the leading causes of many of the chronic illnesses that we're suffering from in America. But you see, normal stress was created by God as a means of survival. 
It allows us to respond to any and everything that life throws our way. The catch is everyone responds to life curveballs differently. And approximately 70% of Americans now report being under chronic stress, and most are struggling to successfully mitigate the stress that they're under. If you're like most Americans, then your body, the Holy Spirit's dwelling place, is likely experiencing physical and mental tension, as Webster said, maybe even disease due to chronic stress. See, short-term stress is a good thing. It allows your body to respond to an immediate and urgent need. Your heart begins to race, your breath quickens, your muscles tense, ready for action. God designed this to happen so that you could run for your life or save another's life. The problem occurs when stress becomes a part of day-to-day life. When stress becomes chronic, your body, God's temple, is under attack. Your GI tract slows down, stomach acid begins to bubble up, and digesting food becomes more difficult. Your immune system weakens and unable to fend off bacteria, viruses, and mutant cells. Sickness and disease become commonplace. And as stress persists, your liver produces excess sugar to provide fuel for the attack you're under. Blood sugar begins to rise, and soon diabetes is added to the list of stressors. The list goes on and on. Depression, anxiety, altered hormones, decreased libido, insomnia, persistent headaches, fertility problems, high blood pressure, heart disease. You get the picture. Women of God, God's beautifully and perfectly created dwelling places, shouldn't be suffering the effects of chronic stress. But what are we to do? First, we're going to take a look at modern mindfulness practices and then the Word of God to answer that question. So, mindfulness-based stress reduction's approach to handling chronic stress and anxiety is usually done in a group format that involves mindful meditation, mindful yoga, and body scanning. Body scanning is a guided meditation used to relieve tension, and it focuses on different parts of your body and how they feel at that moment. These things could be okay, but remember, modern mindfulness practices are rooted in Buddhism. The meditation and mindfulness is all focused on, quote, observing your thoughts and feelings from a distance without judging them good or bad. Zen Buddhism believes that all humans are Buddhas and that the focus of a person's mindfulness is to, quote, discover that truth for themselves. As Christians, we need to ensure any mindfulness activities, such as meditation, yoga, or body scanning, are done with God and for His glory, done to determine what God's truth is and to align our thoughts with His. Jesus, in John 14, 6, says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And in John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus tells us, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe you can find all answers and truth in God's word? Why are we not? If Jesus' truth and abiding in him allows us to know the truth, could a mindful approach that teaches us that we're the source of truth be right? Why or why not? So, what kind of effects does this mindfulness-based stress reduction have? 
Well, its effects are kind of convincing. Science has shown that mindful approaches to lowering and resolving chronic stress work. Spending eight plus weeks doing mindfulness, meditation, yoga, and body scanning lowers cortisol levels, lowers blood pressure, improves immune markers, and lowers inflammation. And in addition to these objective biomarkers, people also report subjective, their own opinion kind of improvements, such as, quote, a richer, more vital sense of life because active mindfulness replaces unconscious reactiveness and the ability to take, quote, effective actions in the world and a greater sense of control. Those things are kind of convincing. In the world of scientific validity and proof, mindfulness-based stress reduction ticks a lot of the it-works boxes. But if a Zen Buddhist approach to lowering chronic stress and anxiety works that well, wouldn't you think that God, the creator of all things, could do better and have a better approach? I firmly believe the answer to that is yes. So because of that, we're going to explore what God says we're to do about stress and anxiety and how he says we're to handle it. Ready? So before we begin looking at handling stress God's way, I want to clarify something. Handling stress God's way hasn't been scientifically studied. Research scientists need money to study things, and so most research is only done on things that are able to produce a profit. The only one who profits when you handle stress God's way are you and the people around you. Stress reduction God's way doesn't increase a financial backer's bottom line. It only increases your well-being and improves your health. But just because there's no science doesn't mean it doesn't work. As Christians, we're told to trust and have faith. If God put it in his word, we can know that we know that we know that it's true. Our God is a God who keeps his promises and loves his children oh so very well. Put these next four steps into practice over the coming weeks and know that the God you serve will show himself strong on your behalf. So the first step, hand it all over. 1 Peter 5 verses 6 and 7 says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. The first part of handling stress God's way involves giving it to him. That's difficult though. Human tendency is to go to God in prayer, tell him our struggles, ask him for help, say amen, and then immediately pick those struggles back up again. But casting means to throw away or get rid of. When God says to cast all your anxieties on him, you need to envision taking everything that's causing you stress, anxiety, and worry, and forcefully throwing it away from you and onto God. Kind of like imagining that you take all your stressors, load them into the barrel of a gun, Aim the gun at God and firing that stress bullet at God's heart. Don't worry. He can take it. He actually wants you to fire that bullet. When you choose, though, instead to continue living with the weight of chronic stress in your life, you're allowing bullets of stress, anxiety, and worry to continually wound God's dwelling place, your body. 
Psalms 55, 22 also says to cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Look at some of those words in these two verses. He says, never. That's a really absolute word. And in the first Peter verse, he says, all your anxieties. That means every single one of them. So what stress, anxieties, and worries do you need to cast on the Lord? Take a minute, write them all down, and then humbly go to the Lord in prayer and fire that bullet. And don't go back and pick it up again. In order to leave those stressors with the Lord, you're going to need step two, and that's praying without ceasing. Prayerfully pursuing God's truth. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. The instructions in this scripture are very similar to the one we just talked about, casting, but it goes a step further by telling us how we're to go about living anxiety-free. Living free from chronic stress, anxiety, and worry involves prayer plus supplication plus thanksgiving. Prayer is your way of talking with God, and supplication involves humbly and zealously asking Him to do something. So cast your bullet full of stressors onto the Lord, zealously and humbly beg Him to handle them, and then thank Him for what you haven't seen but no, he'll do. God's word says that when you do this, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. That's a peace that makes no sense at all, but it's a peace that God promises. Would you take a moment and do as Philippians 4 instructs? And could you make this a part of every day? If so, Write when you'll do it, and then make a note of how your heart and mind feels after you've finished praying. In the coming weeks, we're going to further explore the idea of praying without ceasing, since it's part of meditating on God. The next step in living free from chronic stress involves time in God's Word. We need to meditate on God's Word. Psalms 1 verses 1 and 2 reads, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. This passage provides a ton of direction when thinking about how to deal with stress. Here, though, blessed means all that is supposed to constitute real happiness. Webster defines happiness as prosperity, good fortune, or a pleasurable or satisfying experience. But biblical happiness is different. It's about who we know and the blessings and abiding joy that comes from our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. This passage tells us that happiness is found when we walk not in the counsel of the wicked, this means we're not getting our instructions on how to live from anything but the law of the Lord. Modern mindfulness practices say we ascertain truth from self. 
And I would challenge you as a woman of God to question whether or not following a self-help tool grounded in Buddhism wouldn't be walking in the counsel of the wicked. We also find happiness when we don't stand in the way of sinners. This word picture indicates standing in the middle of a pathway walked by those who don't follow Christ. It describes a man or a woman purposefully waiting for sinners because they're desiring to take part in their lifestyle. This isn't saying we can't associate with sinners. That's unavoidable. It's saying we shouldn't desire to be part of all they're saying and doing. Instead of walking with the wicked or standing in their path, we're to spend our time meditating on the law of the Lord. When we fill our hearts and minds with God's word, we will know the truth and the truth will set us free and will find true happiness, happiness that's both meaningful and purposeful. How might meditating on God's word help free you from anything that causes you stress, anxiety, or worry? The last step in dealing with stress God's way is worshiping the one who holds you. Worshiping the Lord could involve singing, sharing testimonies of God's goodness with others, and choosing to live our lives sacrificially. This last means of worship, living sacrificially, is what's described in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. It reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God wants us to worship Him by laying aside our own desires, putting our energy and resources at His disposal, and trusting Him to guide us through every step of our lives. You and I can trust that God wants what's best for us. When we lay our stress, anxiety, and worry at His feet and thank Him for all He'll do with those things, that spiritual worship. Worship that will result in a renewed mind and the ability to recognize God's will. Would you lay aside your fears and begin worshiping the Lord? Would you thank Him for all He's led you through up until this point and all He'll continue to do? In closing, now that you've handed your stress, anxiety, and worry over to the Lord, spent time pursuing Him in prayer, meditated on His word, and spent time worshiping Him. Isn't it remarkable how much better you feel? If you haven't done those things yet, be sure at the end of this podcast to take the time to do those, to hand it all over to the Lord, pursue Him in prayer, meditate on His Word, and worship Him. If stress is something that you've struggled with for some time, make these four steps a part of each day They don't have to all be done at once. Just do them. You could start your day by meditating on God's word and then worship him while you're making your way to work or taking the kids to school. Handing stress, anxiety, and worry over to the Lord should be something you do as soon as it starts to show its ugly little head. Pursuing God in prayer could be part of handing stress over, worshiping the Lord, or meditating on his word. After all, The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, right? More on that in the next couple of weeks.
If you'd like more Bible verses on each of the topics that we discussed today, there's going to be a link in the show notes for scriptures on handing it all to the Lord, prayer for prayerfully pursuing God's truth, meditating on God's word, and worshiping the one who holds you. If you have any questions about what you've heard today or feel you may be struggling with anxiety or stress or depression that you can't tackle, please reach out to your pastor. They should be able to assist or point you to a trusted Christian counselor. If you don't have a pastor, Sarah and I are always willing to help. I'll put a link also in the show notes where you can contact us directly. Know that we pray for you each and every day and are believing God will set you free from the pain of stress, anxiety, and worry. Until next time, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 God bless.